0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Rachel's Radio. Welcome back everybody, and if you're new, hi, my name is Rachel and I am the founder and the creator and the host, I guess, of this podcast, Rachel's Radio. If you had not already guessed, my name is Rachel. I am a 17-year-old autistic content creator and on this podcast we talk about all things mental health eating disorders autism um neurodivergence all that jazz and in today's episode i have a very exciting one because you guys are actually getting involved now if you do want to get involved with future episodes that will definitely be an opportunity in the future again so please go and follow my instagram at rachelrecovering or my podcast instagram at rachel's radio for any future updates but yeah in today's episode we are talking about relationships navigating relationships as an autistic person and just that whole mind field, I feel like we could do multiple episodes on this. Um, But specifically in today's episode, I'm going to be reacting to all your relationship dilemmas from an autistic point of view and just talking through all your relationship conundrums. And yeah, let's just talk about it. So yes in today's episode I'm going to be reacting to all your dilemmas. Now if you do want to get involved as I've already said head over to my Instagram for future episodes but a big shout out to everyone who did get involved with this one and I feel like we should just go straight into it. Now this is just me reacting live, I have not like read through them or anything like that um so this is just my honest reaction but yeah this is me reacting to your dilemmas and I feel like my experiences and my journey will be in a whole nother episode because there is just so much to talk about so let's get into the first one. Okay, so number one, someone has put, don't know if this counts, but several people have thought I was flirting with them when I was just trying to be nice. And if I actually like someone, I have been told by my friends that they would have never guessed it if I hadn't told them because I act in the wrong way. I feel like in my opinion, as an autistic person, or in my experience, rather, I feel like I really struggle with social cues. So I struggle with knowing when people are sarcastic. I struggle with knowing, um, kind of people's intentions and what people mean. Um, so I can imagine where this person is coming from. I think it's like anything to do with flirting and stuff like that. I think honestly, it's so difficult because, you know, like it's a whole nother language in itself and I feel like as an autistic person myself you know trying to actually work out the language you know of society is hard enough let alone this whole love language of like flirting and just you know dating and everything like that so I feel you on this one um I feel like I feel like, I don't know, I feel like as well as autistic people, you know, we say things as they are quite a lot of the time, but at the same time, we also have to know the whys behind things, so I feel like anything like flirting and stuff like that is just like, it's not direct, you don't get, you know, like, it doesn't, you know, you don't get the the meaning, like, straight up, it is, you know, quite, you know, like coded and in riddles and stuff like that and that can make it really hard to understand someone's intentions um so someone could be you know having a conversation with you you could interpret it as flirting when they could not have meant it in that way or like same as you're like trying to flirt but they don't interpret it in that way and it's just so hard because you know like it's hard to know what is going on inside someone's brain and someone's feelings um without kind of communicating them so yeah I definitely feel you on this one number two someone has put I think that is really hard because I don't know many autistic people so if the people that I've liked don't really understand anything in my brain I try to explain but I'm just constantly misunderstood and I wish it was easier to find someone who understood me possibly neurodivergent but I've never tried that because I live in such a small town and a lot of people who are autistic or autistic kids move to a big city um, because it has more accommodations and less judgmental people i feel like I feel like it's 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 definitely true that you know when you live in a smaller town or a smaller place of course, like, the ratio of autistic people to neurotypical people is going to be different to that of a big city. And I can understand why, you know, this person said that, you know, quite a lot of autistic people, autistic kids have moved out of the city because of the accommodations or, like, I guess the range of people. Um, And I think, you know, it's just it's just to do with, like, demographics and, like you know, so many different factors, but obviously a bigger city is, you know, like, ratio-wise is going to have more autistic people because there's more people in general. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like I can completely understand that, and I think that if you're in a small town, it's easy to perhaps feel that, like, you know, no one really understands you or, like, you don't, you haven't found your people, but I just want to reassure you that, like, you know, there are so many people that are going to be your people, you just haven't met them yet and maybe that does mean going to a new city or moving away or moving country or wherever Um but you will find your people and I feel like limiting yourself to one like town for the whole of your life, like I just think that you're not gonna meet a range of people because obviously you know you're living in the same community for your whole life and you're just not gonna get all those different experiences and I'm not talking about moving to the other side of the world, I'm talking about just getting a taste for different communities, different neighborhoods, you know different cultures different lifestyles and I feel like you will find your people and especially if you go to perhaps like you know a place of education or something like that where there's quite a lot of autistic people or autistic people tend to gravitate towards it um you know like a certain course or something like that I feel like yeah then you might find your divergent people that perhaps understand you better because of your shared experiences um So yeah I feel like it's all about meeting new people and I think just getting yourself out there like perhaps going to clubs or you know taking opportunities and meeting new people and I know I haven't really talked much about relationships but I feel like you know this works for friendships and relationships like you know your person is out there you just haven't met them yet and I feel like you know if you're trying to if you're getting quite down that like you haven't met your person but you've stayed in like the same community your whole life then I feel like you are limiting yourself like you do need to you know broaden your horizons I guess and you know you will find your person but you know you might have to search a bit um and yeah I feel like people meet other people in the most like kind of like You know, there's like that quote, it's like people, you know, you will find love when you're least expecting it. So like never lose hope and you will find people who understand you. You just if you haven't found those people yet, then you know, keep looking, keep searching and keep holding hope because you will find your people. Um, whether that's friends or whether that's a relationship. And yeah just just hold hope um, because I firmly believe that your people are out there and I think as well being online has taught me something that it's like you know there are so many people who you never knew could love you so much and you could love them so much and I know that sounds kind of like cheesy but it's true like on the online space I have met so many people who are just got the kindest hearts. Um, you know, and I genuinely mean that. Like all of you guys are just incredible people. And I would count you guys as my friends. And you know, like I, you know, there was times in my life like I didn't think I had anyone who understood me or anyone who could love me or, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I feel like, you know, that was a very dark place. But now I've got so many people um and that's all through the power of social media so I feel like you know you know it's also getting yourself out there and making connections um and yeah at the end of the day I guess it's all about connections and opportunities and just holding hope that you will find your person okay so next one similarly to the second one someone has put finding someone with experience of understanding of neurodiversity and mental illness Yes, I feel like with, I've talked to quite a few people about this, but with, you know, having mental illness at such a young age, um, from my experience, I feel like I have matured very quickly, which means that I'm perhaps in a different maturity stage to a lot of people my age for context, I'm 17. And I feel like I would, <laughs> I would regard myself as like, quite mature for my age like a lot of things that people my age are interested in I'm not really interested in because I've grown up I guess quite fast um and I've got quite a lot of life experience you know from you know mental illness and stuff like that so I think like for me um you know finding someone you know they would definitely have to be you know in a similar maturity stage to me otherwise I don't think it would work because you know like you know, trying to kind of, you know, get along or, like, date someone who is, like you know, just in that different maturity stage to you and interested in different things and having different priorities and going out really late and clubbing and all this sort of stuff that like, you know, personally, that's not something that interests me or like that is kind of, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm too old for that. I mean, I'm only 17. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I've just matured so far. So I think, yeah, I think it. there is a lot to be said about finding someone else who is, you know, got a similar life experience, or in the same maturity stage as you, because then you can relate to each other, and you can empathise with each other, and yeah, I feel like you can understand yourself better, so yeah, I think for me personally, like, finding someone who, you know, can, like, not necessarily has experience of mental illness, or is neuro um divergent, but I think it would be very important that they, you know, would be able to understand me, and empathise and you know yeah support me I guess but you know not support me like you know I need someone to support me like a carer would but I mean more like you know we can support each other and we can both be there for each other because I think that's really important and obviously you're gonna encounter challenges in life like obviously I know that from experience but I think you know having someone who will stick by you through that um, and is aware of that, and, you know, is supportive, and, you know, yeah, has the same values as you, I think that's really important, um, and I guess that's kind of something that mental illness, you know, kind of teaches you, is, you know, the power of, you know, being kind, and checking in, and being the light in someone else's darkness, and, you know, I feel like, you know, that is, you know, that is important to find in someone um, you know if you're dating or something like that like they have the awareness of you know of your needs and what you've been through and is respectful of that and is mindful of that and mindful of your triggers and stuff like that so yeah I think there's a lot to be said for finding someone who has not necessarily mental illness but has life experience so that they can relate to you support you empathise with you but the key is to understand you because I feel like in a relationship if you don't understand each other if there's not this mutual level again of understanding I just feel like it's not going to work because you're going to keep on clashing because you know you're going to be really understanding of the other person because you so desperately need someone to be like that for you but if they're not you know understanding of you then you Know that's gonna be really difficult to work, I feel like. Okay, so next up, number four, I believe someone has put, I struggle with getting overstimulated in more intimate environments or moments. Yeah, I feel like I can only imagine this. Like, personally, I haven't had much experience of this yet. Um, but I think I can only imagine, and obviously, I've watched like stuff on TV, like you know, teen first dates, first dates. Um, and, yeah, I've seen the environment and the restaurant environment and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, I can, like, really, really, like, you know, empathise with you there, um, because I can only imagine that. Um, and, you know what, I feel like that is really difficult because if, you know, a lot of first dates are held in a certain environment and perhaps that's an environment you struggle with i can see that that could be like you know a um you know an obstacle to accessing you know dating and meeting people because of that environment um and i guess for this what i would say is perhaps you know use strategies to better access the environment or ask you know your date to meet you halfway or something like that um, by that I mean not geographically halfway for all my literal thinkers but I mean um, you know meet you like perhaps in um, a like a bar that you already know or you've been to before or has brighter lighting or in a sensory hour or stuff like that and I do think that does then rely on the other person being understanding but again as I've already said like I think you know, perhaps that is a relationship test. And that is, you know, something that you would want to discuss with um, a potential partner, because it's important. And it's important they understand that. But then I do understand that, you know, because it's a first date, you know, it might be harder to kind of communicate this and all that sort of stuff. So yes, I do definitely feel you on that. And I don't think I necessarily have an answer, apart from, you know i see you and i hear you and yeah that it is difficult and i can only imagine okay so next up someone has put how to know when you're making the person feel uncomfortable or not again i feel like this comes down to you know like trying to understand others emotions and others feelings and i feel like as an autistic person myself you know I really overthink and worry about what people think and worry about what people are thinking and read like a lot into a situation that doesn't need to have a lot read into it if that even makes sense um so yeah I feel you on this one um but I guess it's all about communication and being honest and open and perhaps hopefully your partner will do the same um or your potential date or something if you're like honest with them um but yeah I feel like that is a hard one and I feel like it is hard to know and I feel like again the whole you know like dating like mind field is just you know so hard to navigate and I feel like again I need this like rule book of how to navigate it because it is hard and you know although there are dating books out there and advice I feel like we need something for you know neurodivergent people because I need a step-by-step guide on how to navigate it all um, and I'm only 17, and I've got, you know, it all ahead of me, Um so yeah, but then I guess it's also important to remember that, you know, if you are autistic, or neurodivergent, or perhaps, you know, you feel like you would struggle with, like, dating, please don't put pressure on yourself to get married by a certain date, have kids by a certain date, you know, find your forever person at 18, like, you know, you hear these love stories online, and that is amazing, but it is often, you know, not realistic, and it doesn't happen, you know, like that in real life, and, you know, I'd love to plan, you know, my whole entire life, day by day, year by year, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out like that, and sometimes you just have to plan to not follow a plan, if that even makes sense, um, but kind of prepare yourself that, you know, there's a timeline for each and every person and each and every person's is going to be different as well so try and not put pressure on yourself um when it comes to dating and what your peers are doing and everything like that because you know if you are like if you want to find you know someone who does understand you and you know perhaps you do want to date or you do want to be in a relationship with then you know I firmly believe you will find your person um, and you'll probably learn a lot along the way as well. Okay so last one we have a little story time so I'm going to read it out for the first time now and that is I had a crush on a boy before I found out I'm gay, but anyways, and he seemed to like me. He texted me, and we had fun talking and stuff. He also complimented me, and it was all fun and games until I found out that my boyfriend also had a crush on him. And guess what? She also texted him the exact same things. They were at the same stage as we were, the boy and I. I later found out that he had used me to get her, and that he also texted us at the same time, but not only, he said the same things end of story though. wow that is a roller coaster of emotions um even reading that I think I'm a bit speechless that is a lot um I don't know like honestly I can't even imagine how you're feeling about the whole situation I feel like that is very difficult to navigate um to say the least I think the whole fact that you know it was the same time and he said the same things um that is a very that that is a lot for a coincidence Um, Well, I guess it wasn't really a coincidence. But yeah, that is a lot. Um, So please update me um, to the person it was, like what happened and how you moved forward um, after that, because I can't really see how you moved forward. um, And if you're still talking to those two people, um, because that would be quite interesting to find out. Um, But yeah, thank you for that story time. So yes that is the end of today's episode thank you to everyone who contributed it has been a lot of fun um to kind of talk this all through i haven't actually got through all of them um but i will probably do another episode on this so we can delve into even more of your relationship dilemmas um but yeah thank you guys so much for listening as always make sure to follow me on the instagram at rachel recovering and on youtube and yeah i'll see you guys very soon next friday for a brand new episode thanks for listening